and Steve Backlund combo here. All right. I want you to hold up your, uh, your Bible and your, or your phone and say this. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. My heart is good soil. For the incorruptible seed of God's word, I will be changed. I will never be the same again. I believe it. My neighbor believes it. And that settles it. All right. High five the person next to you. Don't knock the phone out of their hand. And then you may be sitting down. All right. Yeah, well, we got that. I'll do it again if you came in late. Happy Mother's Day. We're so glad that you're here because without you, none of us would be here. So, right? And uh, my mom, my kid's mama, my wife, is actually not feeling well today. And so we just bless her and any mothers that aren't with us. Amen. Let's just do that. Lord, we bless our moms here or not here. Yeah, let favor rest on the women of our lives today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I got to tell you something. I feel like God wants to do some stuff this morning. How many of you are not going to worry about the clock? I know you got Mother's Day plans, and I'll try to get you out of here at a reason time, but I really feel like God has some things he wants to do in, in us. And here's the only thing I feel like God is asking us. I feel like he's asking this question, will you let me? Will you let me? Right? Permission is huge in the, in the kingdom. Permission is huge. I want to encourage you as we talk about living supernaturally, if you're going to pray for someone out in the streets or something, always ask permission. You know, don't just grab them and start doing things or, you know, taking their shoes off or some kind of... You know, we, used to have a, we used to have a woman when I was a youth pastor in the church, and uh, she was a... Uh, what do they say, a couple fries short of a happy meal. You know, like she wasn't quite all there, right? And she was a wonderful gal, but I think she needed some meds to kind of, you know, be normal. And when she was off her meds, she would show up at church with a bucket of water. And she would target visitors to our church. And before, sometimes we could even get to her, she'd have a visitor's shoes off in the bucket, you know, washing their feet in Jesus' name, right? Well, Unfortunately, a lot of those visitors didn't come back, you know what I'm saying? And so there's a way to do this healthy and well, and there's a way to not really impose on other people. I want to encourage you that if you ask someone to pray, if you want, hey, can I pray for you or can I do this? And they say no, that's okay. Because I think that, (laughs) I think that when we interact with people, they don't have a choice in seed going from me to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if I talk to someone, part of me gets to go to you. We're going to look at a little bit, and we've looked at the last few weeks, how Jesus would actually just walk down the street, and people didn't even touch him. They would just touch the edge of his robe, the tassels, and they would be instantly healed. Now, see, when we walk into a room... We actually bring a presence with us. 
And if you don't believe me, Matthew 10 actually talks about this. When he's given the, the disciples this commission to go, he says, listen, I want you to go into, into all these villages and, he, and declare this. The kingdom of heaven is here, or the kingdom of heaven is near. You know, how, do, how can he say that? He says, because you showed up. Now the kingdom's here. So think about your job for a second. Whatever job you have or whatever it is that you do, you, when you show up, the kingdom shows up. And, and, that's, and that's our declaration, right? All right, uh, kingdom's here. Let's get started. You know, like, like I'm bringing it. And then he says this. He says, when you go to a home, he says, you know, shalom, peace be upon this home. And if they accept you, then peace comes into the home. But then he says, if they reject you, then you take your peace and leave. So almost as if peace is this tangible thing that I can bring peace to a situation or I can bring something else to the situation. With our kids, we talk about peace or conflict. You know, you guys ever have any conflict in your homes? <laughs> Never, right? So when we talk to our kids, if they get all kind of agitated, I'll say one of two things. Number one, I'll say, I'm not really enjoying you right now. And I don't think your sister or your brother is enjoying you very much either. So we'll just say, what are you? And then I'll ask this question. I said, are you bringing peace or conflict? And almost always the response, if it's conflict, conflict. <laughs> you know, like this kind of thing. Like they know that they're carrying peace and they're supposed to bring peace with them. Amen. So I just want to release you into that this week. If you've got, I, I felt this morning as we were coming into the service that there was some people that were, Oh, you're in some situations that are really difficult, and it might be in this area of peace. And I just want to remind you, Matthew 10, verses 1 through 9, I think it is. Just go there. In fact, we're going to jump around a little bit here this morning. Um, Matthew chapter 10. Can you help me find that? I think I got it here. Here we go. At one point, Jesus, it says, he summons his 12. Okay, so by way of a little bit of review over what we've been talking about, Jesus has been showing the disciples how to be supernatural. You read any part of the gospel, you see Jesus, you know, he's wheeling and dealing, man. I mean, he's healing people, he's casting demons out, he's making food multiply, he's calming storms. I mean, it's, <laughs> if you haven't read the gospels in a while, you should go back. It's really fun reading to see how amazing this lifestyle is supposed to be. Don't read it like a history book. Read it like a how-to manual. Amen? Okay, I got to go back one verse on this one. Jesus did all these amazing things. And then about halfway through his ministry, he says this. He says, I tell you this timeless truth. John 14, verse 12, in the, the Passion Translation. He says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, say it with me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. And I'll just pause there for a second. Remember we talked at the beginning, I said, you know, you have your Bible, and it's, you know, we can either believe it and go with it, or we can just say that's a nice book and, you know, it gathers dust on the shelf or whatever. This is a how-to manual. So here's the thing, and I don't understand some religious church things and all this, where they, they pick and choose certain verses. 
and they'll keep some, and they throw some away. See, I don't quite get that. We're an evangelical church as a broad umbrella, and you know what an evangelical church believes? All of God's Word is not only true, but applicable. In other words, the Word of God, is He's not messing around. When Jesus said, believe in me and have faith, and you will do the same mighty miracles. Just yell out, what's one mighty miracle that God did, that Jesus did? He healed people. What else? He raised the dead. What else? Money out of fish's mouth, right? I amen to that one because I think there's some people that are going to find money in weird places this week. I just declare that, amen. What else? You grab that one. What is it? Cast out demons. What else? Raise the dead, right? We uh, blind eyes see. What about, what about ears? Deaf ears open. What else? What is it? Calm the seas. What else? Preach the gospel. What was that? Forgiveness of sins, right. Okay, so here's the deal. That's all ours. We get to own it. So, <laughs> let's let that sink in just for a second. Because <laughs> Jesus not only says, all this awesome stuff that I did, y'all are going to do, right? But then what is the verse? It, keeps, it goes even further, right? Even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. Then he says, verse 13, For I will do whatever you ask to do, ask me, to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. See, I think one of our problems as churches and people is that If we're honest, we only partially believe. Right? If we really believe the whole thing, this is in, I'm about 100% sure that this verse is in all your Bibles. (laughs) Right? What do you do with it, right? Do we want to be like some of those mainline denominations where we just go, oh, that one's uncomfortable. That's just an allegory. Let's just throw that one over here. That's a nice story. I'm not going to. No, it says, listen, you're going to do these same mighty things that I did, and it's even going to be more awesome. I'm like, you know, it is written. That's exactly right. So here's what we say, right? Him who has ears, let him hear. Who has eyes, let him see. I just declare that we're going to begin to see things different. So Sunday after church, we're on our way home, and of course, you know, a lot of times my, me and my family get out of here a little late, you know. So we're a little late, and we're going, and we're headed to, to lunch, and we're in the van, and I'm driving down the street over here just right before Dilly's, and I see a woman walking, and it, she's got Kentucky Fried Chicken in her, in her bag, right? And I look, and, and here's the thing. We got to practice what we preach, amen? Like, so if Holy Spirit says she's limping, you got to, I'm going to go pray for her. So I went by her and I look and I saw that she was really limping, pronounced. And I said, like, okay. So I turned the van around, I pull up. And of course, it's a little weird because here's a guy in a van pulling up next to a woman, you know, I mean, it's, but my son was right there beside me, Sam. And I just, I said, hi, through the window, you know, hi. And uh, I jump out of the van, and I walk over, and I just said, hi, 
I'm not trying to be weird or nothing. I just tried to smooth it out a little bit. I said, listen, we just, we just came from church, and we really believe that God wants to heal people. I said, would you mind if we just prayed for you real quick? And she was like, yeah, great, no problem. I was like, whew, so good. Because <laughs> nobody wants to hear no. But here's the thing. you got to be willing to get a no because if you don't even try, it's already no. <laughs> Amen? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for that yes. You know what I'm saying? Like when I do things like this. So we just got out and we prayed for her. And I, she said it was arthritis. And, and I'm like, okay, so I'm just speaking to the arthritis. And, and uh, you know, we didn't see this amazing healing immediately. But here was the thing. I do think she was healed. I, I feel like God told me that her arthritis was going to begin to, like, dry up throughout the week, like it was going to be this gradual thing. And I'm like, okay, God, I don't, God doesn't want me, I'm not the power behind the healing. He is, amen? He's just looking, <laughs> he's just looking for available vessels to use, right? And if he can use those 12 knuckleheads in the, in the Gospels, he can certainly use me, right? Because, you know, and let's be honest, that, that crew that he got together, they're uneducated, they're kind of crass, they're, you know, clueless, and they're selfish. Me first, I want to be, you know, like, like, anybody relate to these people? <laughs> you know, I don't have it all together, but I know who does. And I believe that God actually wants us to do the stuff like this. And so, I, I don't know exactly what God is doing, but I do know this. If I don't go with his word... I'm doing it wrong. If I'm not doing what he says, and I'm not following his example, I'm doing it wrong. And I'm actually stealing. I believe that we steal from this world when we are not obedient to walk in his steps. Think about this for a second. When I don't pray for someone, and I feel like maybe I should or whatever, and we all have that, oh, you know, I don't know, it's embarrassing or whatever. You know, when I don't do that, I've actually robbed God's opportunity to heal that person. Because he didn't say when he was leaving, he gave us this commission, and he said, listen, go into all the world, preach the gospel, and these signs will accompany them that believe. What does he say? You will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, I don't understand the whole thing, but I do know this. When Jesus healed people, he touched people, or they were touching, you know, even his hem of his garment. And we're going to find this even next week as we get into this fully, that God, in the book of Acts, they're doing the stuff, aren't they? See, but if I don't at least take a chance, here's the phrase, you've heard it a million times probably, but just give God a chance to do something supernatural, right? Just give him a chance. If I don't pray with someone or lay hands on someone, I'm actually stealing potential from them. And I think that's pretty bad. I'm not calling us bad. I'm just saying I don't want to live in that place. How many of you believe God is the God of opportunity? Amen. And I will say this. If you've ever prayed for someone and they got healed, that feels good. (laughs) It just feels good, right? Or if you prophesy over someone and you speak a word over them, and, and they start to cry or they, you know, it really touches home and God really makes a connection with them. That just feels good, right? But I mean, you also know that sometimes God wants to use you to bless other people. And it may be buying their lunch. A lot lately God has been speaking to me like to turn to the person behind me and say, hey, can I just buy your lunch? 
And it, it's a little weird. They're like, oh, are we on a date or what? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like they don't really know how to handle it, right? But more often than not, they're like, um, sure, you know. And, uh, and it just gives me a chance to bless them. You know what I'm saying? We can sometimes get in dialogue and who knows what God will do. But if I listen to him, see, I mean, you know, it's supernatural to give your money when you're, when you're tight, right? And your God says, listen, you're going to do amazing things. You're going, to be, you're going to be awesome. Amen? And so we see Jesus not only showing it, but also empowering. And, and he says to the, to the 12, here, go do these amazing things. And then it says that he takes, a couple of chapters later, he takes 72 people and he does the same thing. And he says, listen, now you too are going to go and do these amazing, awesome things. Why don't you, I want you to stand with me to your feet this morning. We're going we're gonna to stop there. I feel like uh, there's some things God wants to do in us. And um, so I want you just to do this this morning, in these next few minutes before we close. I want you to take your hands and, you've heard me say, assume the position, right? <laughs> I just put your hands out. I always think of it like a funnel, you know, like if you're going to put some, a big something into small something. This is like a funnel. We're saying, God, pour your stuff straight into me. And just in the, in the next few moments, I want you just to begin to interact with Holy Spirit right now. Hallelujah. I want you to, actually, some of you, just invite Jesus into your thought right now. Just invite him. And I think some of you are going to begin to see some things. You're going to see yourself uh, in a place. Maybe it's your home. Maybe it's uh, on your drive somewhere, or maybe it's your work. I want you just to invite Jesus into that scene in your mind. And the reason I know we can do that is because he's already there. Amen? It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So, Jesus, we just invite you into our lives right now. We invite you to, to show us you in our situations. Show us you with me on my job. And I just, just ask him, say, Jesus, what are we going to do today? What do you want to do today? Just ask him that. Jesus, what, what are we doing today? What are we doing in my home? What, are, what do you want to do in my job? What do you want to do while I'm walking the dog? I believe some of you are going to begin to get very clear pictures. Some of you right now are getting very clear pictures, and you actually can envision something happening. See, some of you are on a, a you're walking, you're on your normal walk, your path, and you, you, you're going to, you see somebody, you, and I want you to see them, and I want you to really, really see it, because I believe, prophetically, like a treasure hunt, you're going to see that person this week. I want you to, to, to figure out what color the jacket they're wearing or whatever. I want you just to let Holy Spirit show you in advance that he's going to show up when you start being supernatural. All right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, just lastly, I want you just to ask him for words. Just ask him what he would say to you today.
Hallelujah. If you want to share that, just speak it out. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll agree with you today. What is Jesus saying today right now? What is he saying? Thank you, Lord. Anybody want to share? Just speak it out. With you to the ends of the earth. Anybody else? What is Jesus saying to us today? I will help you. What else? I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's good. What else are you hearing? Let the little children come unto me. Good. Trust me, for I am faithful. What else are you hearing? Pat, go ahead one more time. Shine. Amen. Over here. What was the other one? It is time to be brave. That's right. Courageous. Bold. Amen. Anybody else? My love, peace, and understanding is with you. Hallelujah. I want to just, with your, just in the same position, I'm just going to, some of you heard me tell this story a couple weeks ago, but I was doing the, something like this with a friend of mine, Bob Whelan, and he uh, is with Emmanuel Ministries. He's a pastor friend of mine. And we were sitting at Panera, and we began to invite Jesus into some stuff, like, just like we're doing. And uh, Jesus appeared <laughs> next to me in the booth at Panera. Like, like, obviously, I, you know, I don't think it was my physical eyes, but you know how it's so real in the, in the spirit, in your mind, that it's as if he's right there. I could almost hear him breathing. And he's just chomping down on bread and soup. And he's just in, like, he, he loves Panera. Jesus loves Panera. I'm just going to say it, all right? He loves Panera. <laughs> and uh, he's the bread of life, so, you know, he's eating the bread, okay. But he's, listen, it's so cool. He was sitting there next to me. And just enjoying, he's smiling and he's laughing, and I, I'm kind of laughing too because I'm like, this is just cool. He's just hanging out at Panera with me and Bob, you know. And, and it was it, just a few seconds of that, and then here's what happened. I feel like Jesus was just looking at me and enjoying me. And then, now mind you, we're in a booth, and the, Jesus just slides over right into me. Okay? Now, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. It's pretty fun. But, but here's what I felt like he was telling me. My word is true. And you know what his word says? Christ in me. See, I, I think, you know, like, hey, I walk with Jesus. Well, not really. You walk in Jesus. Amen. Like when we go from here, Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. It's not external. It's actually internal. Like wherever you go, Jesus goes. And so even though we kind of like see him by us and stuff sometimes, I get that. But it's actually more than that. He's actually in us. 
Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen. So just one last time, lift your hands, close your eyes, and say, Jesus, thank you that you're in me. If you're here this morning and you've never invited Christ into your life, you can do that right now. You just turn over control of your life to him and say, Jesus, I'm tired of doing this by myself. I need you. And I give my life fully to you, knowing that you're going to forgive every one of my sins. You are going to be in me from here on in. I'm no longer in control. You are. And you can pray that right now. Just declare it to him. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you sacrificed your life for me on the cross. I thank you that you rose again in power and that you are my life. I turn over control to you. Now come and live in me. Hallelujah. Let's go to Panera. (laughs) Amen. So, now I'm just going to release you to go. And don't go with Jesus. Go in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you can go anywhere for Mother's Day. Just don't go to (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I love you guys. God bless you. I'm going to say it again. Go be awesome this week. Amen. In Jesus' name. She loves me, love 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 me